and a most glorious and blessed 2024 in Jesus' mighty name. I want to pray with you and believe with you that 2024 will be a heavenly year for your life, a blessed year and a glorious year and a heavenly year that Jesus will be glorified in your life, our wonderful, precious Jesus, precious Savior Jesus, will be glorified in your life every day this coming year. And thank you for letting me come to be with you for the next few moments. I want to share the word of God with you, but first let's pray. Wonderful Lord, we give you the praise for what you've done and what you're about to do in all of our lives that 2024 will be that year of glory, that we will live in your presence and know your peace and joy. Wonderful Savior, bless your people. Meet every need in their life in Jesus' name. And I give you the praise. And God's people said, Amen and Amen. And the promise is, no weapon that is formed against you will prosper. From Isaiah 54, 17. This is our promise for 2024. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall arise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And the righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. And I believe that that God will do that for each one of us. Years ago, a dear man of God named Bill Swart told me something powerful. He said, you know what, Benny? He said, the Bible does not promise that the weapons will not be formed. The promise is they will not prosper against you. No weapon that is formed against thee will prosper. Yes, weapons will be formed, but they will not prosper. Because your future is brighter than you'll ever know. More glorious than you'll ever know. Because you're, you're a child of God. You belong to him. The greatest thing you and I can say, I belong to Jesus. Let's never forget to whom we belong. We belong to the Lord. And that's the greatest thing we can always say. Catherine Kuhlman always said at the end of every service, never forget to whom you belong. And I'm here to remind you, never forget to whom you belong. You are his people, his church, his child, his joy, his inheritance his own, and God loves you way more than you'll ever know. Paul wrote, for I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height or depth or any other creature shall be able to separate you from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Think about that. No power anywhere in heaven or on earth can separate us from his love. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers. If all the angels stood before the throne begging God not to love you, he'd say no, because he loves you nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height or depth or any other creature shall be able to separate you from the love of Jesus, from the love of God, which is in Jesus. Nothing. What comfort this is. 
chosen in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy, that we, we should stand before him blameless. Think about the fact chosen. God chose you before the foundation of the world. What a wonderful thing to be reminded this new year. As we enter this new year, what a wonderful promise that God has given us to remember we were chosen before the foundation of the world. And someone needs this promise from Isaiah. I repeat it, Isaiah 54, 17. No weapon formed against you will prosper. I want you to lift your hands and thank God for it. Just say, thank you, Father. Thank you in Jesus' name that no weapon formed against me will prosper. No weapon formed against my family, my children, my loved ones will prosper ever. And every tongue that will arise against me in judgment is condemned in Jesus' mighty name. Say it. Say those words. It's condemned in Jesus' name. And the glorious promise is, it says this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord that God gave us this as our heritage, that no weapon will ever prosper. That every tongue spoken against us, we can condemn and stop it from happening. That's the promise of 2024. But we need to know that the world is going to suffer. Great, great darkness, way beyond, I think, what we even can imagine is coming to this world. Because it says in Isaiah 60, verse 2, For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. Now, we all know that. Troubles and problems will continue. But great darkness. Darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, the church. His glory shall be seen upon thee, the church. Why? Because you belong to Jesus. That's what what the Bible says. Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. The Gentiles will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. That's the promise to God's people, God's church. Now, I get asked a lot, well, what do you think is going to happen? What do you think is going to happen? Well, I'm going to tell you what I think. I, I, I'm not going to say what God told me. That's between the Lord and me because I don't feel it's time to share it, to be honest with you. And plus, sometimes I think we need to wait, you know, for the right moment to say what we know from the Lord himself, because we, we just cannot say it, you know, easily. God's word is mighty. God's word is heavy. God's word is precious. So we have to be careful when we say what the Lord said to me. People say it often too quickly and too lightly without thinking. We've all done that. I've done that in the past. And I regret that, frankly, because the older you get, the more you know how precious the word of the Lord is. And we speak it with awe, with reverence, with the fear of the Lord in our hearts. We don't just say it. Even though God may show you something, we don't just say it uh, quickly without thinking at that uh, for the timing and knowing the timing of the Lord. But I do get asked, well, what do you think is going to happen? Well, I think we all know what's going to happen. Frankly, we all know it in, in our hearts. 
we see the signs all, all, all around us. It's not going to get better for the world. It's going to get glorious for the church. That's guaranteed in the Bible, that the days of the righteous get brighter and brighter. I have this beautiful picture of the temple that stood in Jerusalem 2,000 years ago to just remind us again that the glory of God is still here. You know, it's still here. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit, as the Bible tells us. So here's what I think, and I want to repeat and reemphasize. It's not what God told me. It's what I think. It's what I think. I believe we are now seeing the beginning of Ezekiel 38. I think there's no doubt about that. When you see what's happening in the Middle East, what's happening in that part of the world, the nations that are aligning with Israel and against Israel, it's quite clear. It's quite clear. We as God's people, we love the Jewish people. How can you hate the Jewish people when a Jewish Messiah is in your heart? It's impossible. So we as God's people love the Jewish people. And at the same time, when you see these nations aligning, then we see that prophecy is being fulfilled because the Bible is, is very, very clear on what nations will stand against Israel and what nations will stand with Israel. So that's already happening. So Ezekiel 38 is going to happen, and I frankly think it's going to happen maybe sooner than we even realize. So people are saying all kinds of things about 2024. Well, only God knows what's going to happen in 2024, and God is not bound to dates. There are no sacred dates with the Lord because he's God Almighty. He's above time and above space. So, but we people, we kind of like to have a beginning and an end to a year. It's not so spiritually. But still, I think it's important to understand we are in a season. We're in a season of trouble for the world. And you see what's happening today with China, with Russia, with Iran, with the United States, with Europe, and other parts of the world. So it's not a good picture for the world. But the important thing is, how about the church? How about the church? Well, this is not going to affect the church in any way unless we're not living as we ought to live for the Lord Jesus. We're not denying the flesh daily. I mean, if we don't deny self, we're in trouble. Because the real battle, the real battle that we have to be concerned with is the battle with self. So we're to deny self daily. We are to get the cross daily, meaning we die to the things of the world, and the things of the flesh, and we follow the Lord. Jesus is all we have, and it's all we want, <laughs> because he is our life. We are a Jesus people. We are the Lord's people. We are a heavenly people. So our affections, as the Bible says, ought to be on things above, not on the earth and the things around us. We should not concern ourselves much with the things that are happening. Like Paul said to Timothy, a servant or a soldier of Jesus Christ should not be entangled in the affairs of this life. Our vision is heavenly. 
And we will not be disobedient to that heavenly vision, just like Paul said he, 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 he was not disobedient to the heavenly vision in the book of Acts. So the real battle that I think a lot of people will face in the church is the battle with the flesh and the world. And a decision must be made every single day about dying to self, walking away from the things of the world, living for Jesus, loving him with intense fire of love in our hearts, being loyal no matter what. All he's looking for is faithfulness. A steward must be found faithful. So if you want to live the kind of life that will bring you joy and peace and comfort, it's the Christian life, the real Christian life. Not where someone says, well, I believe that. No, no, it's not believing that. It's believing in. That we believe in Jesus daily. And believing in Jesus means we surrender to him daily. You've heard me say it. I want to say it again just to help you and to remind you. To believe that Jesus came, that Jesus died, that Jesus rose, that Jesus is coming again is no different than the devil. He believes that too. But to believe in Jesus means to trust him. Abraham believed in God, in God, and he was declared righteous. So believing in the Lord is what the Christian life is all about. But it's a daily life where we surrender daily to him. We follow him daily. We trust him daily. We we love him with all our hearts daily. Daily. Willing, yes, willing to pay the highest price with joy, with joy. If need be, it's our joy. But think about it. What we have. This life is only a test. You know, people think about, well, what am I going to do this year? No, no. How will I prepare for eternity is the real question. Not what will I do with my life this year? How will I change this and do this better this year? And most people don't keep commitments anyways in the flesh. You cannot keep commitments in the flesh. Because the, the, the heart will not let you. The real flesh, the, the heart of humanity is not exactly godly. But the heart that is set on the Lord, that's the godly heart. When Jesus comes, everything changes. Everything becomes glorious. Everything becomes, be, becomes easy. Everything becomes lovely. And we think about those things. As the Bible says, whatsoever things are lovely and pure, think on those things. We can't think about them mentally. In the flesh, only spiritually. We, have a, we need that spiritual mind to think spiritually. The mind of the spirit to think spiritually. And this happens when we receive daily and feed daily on the word of the living God. Nobody's going to have a good year if you deny the Bible, if you, if you don't believe scripture, if you don't see the word of God as it is the word of God, then there's confusion. But there's such peace when the word of God is in your life. Great peace have they that love your law. Great peace have they that love your law. And nothing will offend them. Nothing will offend them. Nothing will shake you. Nothing will 
will affect you in a negative way when the Bible is in your life and the Bible is your life. And I want to encourage you. If you want to do something for yourself that will really affect you in a positive, wonderful, holy way, glorious way, get to know the scriptures. Get to know the word of the living God, Old Testament and New Testament. Read Genesis and, and enjoy the, the wealth in it, the spiritual wealth in Genesis and Exodus, the spiritual wealth in Leviticus. Oh, and Numbers and Deuteronomy, the books of the law, the spiritual wealth in the, in the amazing books of the Bible, all 66 books. There's such wealth in them, such wealth. And when you get the word of God in you and you get the prophets like Isaiah and Jeremiah and Lamentation, oh my, my, the word of God begins to build within you. When you read Ezekiel and Daniel, such power, such glory. So let the Bible become your life, both Old and New Testament. And begin to live, and only the Bible gives us that ability to live according to the will of God. So that's what I really think. And that's what I'm talking about. That's what I that what 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 I want to talk to you about. Okay, the world is, is gonna have trouble. That trouble is gonna go higher and thicker and worse. But the church at peace. I will build my church, the Lord said, and the gates of hell will not prevail will not prevail. That speaks about a church victorious, a victorious church. All right. Now, I want to just talk about one, one more thing that I think is important. Once the word of God is in your life, and once you make that decision that you're going to believe it and trust it, even though you may not fully understand all of it, a few days ago, I was watching a beautiful program on the life of Billy Graham. That wonderful man of God has blessed the world, and I honor his memory, and I honor Franklin, his son, and his whole family. What a blessing they've been to my life personally. And I want the whole world to know I deeply love Franklin Graham and what he's doing today in, in the world. is so precious to watch and his family. And his sister Anne, what a blessing they've been to me just as to listen when I listen to them and when I, when I hear them. So I'm watching the entire story of Billy Graham and I'm looking at this part where a man named Templeton in Canada had challenged Billy Graham on the Bible when, when Billy Graham was young and said, can you really believe that God made the world in six days? And Billy Graham went into a forest, was walking in the woods, placed his Bible on the stump of a tree, knelt down, and said, Lord, I may not understand your word, but I trust you. And that was the beginning of what I believe was the time when God really began to glorify his name, the name of Jesus, through Billy Graham. Because Billy made a decision to believe the Bible even though he may not fully understand everything in the Bible. 
I still don't understand some things in the Bible. I've been reading the Bible over 50 years. I read the Bible three times a year to this day. Three times a year, I read the Word of God. Every four months, I read the whole Bible one time. There are, there are portions I still don't feel, don't really understand, but I leave that up to the Lord. One day we will understand. We will know. We will know as we are known. And just because we don't understand a portion of the Bible, it doesn't mean we stop believing it. There are things I don't understand about myself or about people that, that I know and I really love. It doesn't mean that I don't want to befriend them and be with them. There are things I don't understand about. I don't understand about my own children and family because we are all unique. But I still love them. I trust them. I'll do anything for them. There are times when you read the Bible and you don't know why a certain thing happened or why a certain scripture is there. That's where we have to rely on the Lord. And so, Lord, it's a life of faith. So live that life of faith. That's what I want to say in addition to get to know the Bible, but live that life of faith. We live by faith, not by sight. We walk by faith. So it's time to really yield to the Lord, and that's the word of the Christian life. The real word of Christianity is not try. It's yield. Yield, surrender. The Bible never says try or try harder. It says yield your members. Yield your life as an instrument of righteousness. Yield your life. Yield your members to the Lord. Then you'll have peace. So great peace have they that love your law and nothing will offend them. And never forget the promise I gave you from Isaiah. No weapon formed against you will prosper not even for a second. And every tongue that will arise against you in judgment, you will condemn. Because this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Lift your hands with me. Let's bless him. Thank you, Lord, for your love. Thank you, Lord, for your word and promises. And I pray that 2024 will be the year of blessings and glory in our life and hearts. The year when your presence will be so evident and so real in each one of us that we would walk in your presence, walk in your power, that we would know your reality and substance daily. Wonderful Jesus, be more real to us than ourselves. Be more real than our own life. Be more real than anything or anyone that you be the center of our life, looking unto Jesus, that we would look unto you, the author and finisher of our faith, looking unto Jesus. Keep us as the apple of the eye, hide us under the shadow of your wings from the wicked that wants to oppress from our deadly enemy. Thank you, Lord, for your protection over our lives. Lift your hands and thank him for his protection over your children, over your life. Thank you, Lord, for your protection. We give you the praise. Keep us from the evil one. Keep us from the evil one. You know, when the Lord taught us how to pray, and he said, pray, saying, Our Father, 
art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive others. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. The real translation says, from the evil one. And I pray God will keep you and me and our loved ones from the evil one. So the time has come to trust the Lord fully and completely. To live totally unto Jesus and to look unto Jesus. That, I pray, is what God will do in all of us. That daily we will look unto Jesus. For it says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. It's a beautiful scripture in the Gospels about the man in Gadara who was possessed by demons. But then he was set free by the Lord. And it says he was sitting at the feet of Jesus with his right mind. You'll never get, I'll never get, no one will ever get a right mind. A mind that is peaceful and joyful until we're at the feet of Jesus. The man was in his right mind at the feet of Jesus. Let's all sit at the feet of Jesus from here on. Hallelujah. For this is what is needful, the Lord said. Remember the story of Mary and Martha. Yeah. He said, there's one thing that is needful, and your sister has chosen what is needful. Let's all choose what, what, what is needful, that we live our life in complete surrender, complete consecration to our precious Redeemer. And Lord, I pray right now that you'll fill them with the Holy Spirit. Come on, let's believe. I'm sensing the anointing, I promise you. Lord, I pray you'll fill them with the Holy Spirit today afresh. For your word declares, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody, in your heart unto the Lord, submitting yourselves one to another. We give you praise. Fill each one our prayer right now afresh with the Holy Spirit. And blessed Holy Spirit be with us daily this coming year. Don't leave us not even for a second, not even for half a second. We need your wonderful presence in our life. Thank you for making Jesus so real to each one of us. To you be all the praise, wonderful Father, wonderful Jesus, wonderful Holy Spirit. To you belongs all the glory, all the honor, all the praise, all power and dominion. Blessed Heavenly Father, wonderful Heavenly Father, wonderful and dear Jesus, and blessed Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for letting me have this wonderful time with you. And now I want to ask you to give to the Lord's work. Because love is giving and giving is loving. And when you give to the Lord, he will bless you financially. Yes, the, the promises of God are secure and real. Give, it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over shall man give into your bosom. What's so wonderful is you give with your hand, but the harvest comes and your hand is too small for the harvest. 
because Jesus said, bosom. Give, and it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over shall men give to your bosom. With the same measure that you give, it shall be given to you again. So let's do that right now for the Lord's work. I'm on my way to Ghana in uh, uh, mid-January. Then in February, about the third week, I'm in Kenya for a major crusade. Then I go to Nigeria in March. So this coming year is going to be very busy for me. And I'm looking forward to every day and every event. And thank you for your love. Thank you for your support. Thank you for standing with me, helping me bring the gospel to the world. And let's keep doing it for our precious Redeemer. Because there's one Savior, and his name is Jesus, to whom belong all the praise. All right, you can give on the platform you're watching me on. You can go to our website, benihin.org, or you can text BHM45777. And thank you again for loving, and thank you again for giving. And a most blessed, a most glorious 2024, and a blessed Happy New Year. Thank you for being my wonderful partner. Much love, and I'll see you again.